Join us now for Courageously Living the Gospel, the mutually shared vision of the Diocese of St. Petersburg. Here's John Morris and Bishop Gregory Parks. We're up to our ninth and final goal for this vision of our diocese, and that goal is that all parishes will enhance or establish family ministries to respond to the diverse needs of families by Pentecost 2020. Family ministries, a huge part of our Diocese of St. Petersburg. Families are really what make up the body, and it's not just the family at home. We are a family of Christ. We sure are, and the family is really the cornerstone of our society, and so important to reach out and to minister and to serve our families to help them and to assist them as a family to grow closer to the Lord. And again, this was something I heard over and over again during the listening sessions was, you know, Bishop, what do we offer for young families? What do we offer for young couples, maybe newly married couples, after they celebrate the sacrament of marriage? Is there any ministry opportunities for them? How about parents of single parents, you know, with children, those who are divorced or separated, um, those who are what we would say more of a traditional family unit? So we have to look at all those different groups and see where we can make a difference. It's interesting because I've heard people say, well, I'm a single mom or a single dad. I'm divorced. The church doesn't want me back because I can't receive communion, and therefore, why should I even go back to the church? This helps break down some of those barriers. It sure does. It's certainly an educational component to it where there might be some misunderstandings as far as people's ability to receive the Eucharist or even to come to church. Sometimes individuals might think because of their life situation that they can no longer go to Mass. And I would be hard-pressed to think of a situation where that would apply. Mm -hmm. So it's helping, uh, trying to get that word out there. And again, the ultimate goal is to support the family unit, whatever form that may take, and to lead them closer to Christ. And it may not just be a specific program, I would say. I know at, at my particular parish, And you had mentioned in an earlier program, it could be even social events that bring the family together because we want to celebrate the family and our faith community. I believe that any time we can bring people of faith together or even those who are searching, that's a good thing in a parish community. To Something as simple as providing coffee and donuts, you know, on a Sunday morning. I think we've all experienced that in our faith lives. And I know formerly as a pastor, see the kids running after Mass to, right, right. to go out. But during that time, while the kids were, you know, enjoying their donuts, the parents are also talking to each other and getting to know each other. So those simple things that we can do to bring people together, to forge friendships, and to grow in our faith. I know that there's some programs that are out there that do bring families and couples together in the homes outside of the parish facility, I'll call it. Teams of Our Lady, for example, will meet in homes, and I know there's some other groups that are out there. Are you familiar with some of those? Well, there's been in our history different initiatives to form small Christian communities or small faith communities which are based out of the home. I think specifically about a program called Renew, uh, which we may have experienced here in our diocese and throughout the country. Again, these are opportunities outside of Mass for people to come together and to share their faith to learn their faith and to grow in faith. And maybe a a smaller group setting might be a little more comfortable for most people. You've laid out nine goals with your team for our Diocese of St. Petersburg for the next five years or so. It's, It's our prayer that all of these goals will be met. Some are a real stretch, 
And as things evolve in our diocese, some things change. But one thing is for certain, if we keep Christ always present with us, we can achieve these goals courageously, I believe. I couldn't agree more, John. You know, uh, and this is something that everybody is going to be involved in. If it was only one person that was responsible for achieving or accomplishing all these things, it would be very, very difficult to do. But what we've tried to do is to engage as many people as possible throughout our diocese and the faithful in the pews to also get involved, to help and to assist to reach these goals. And, you know, it does take courage in our world today if we are to live the gospel that Jesus Christ taught us. So I'm confident as bishop that we can get there. For more on this mutually shared vision and these goals, go to dosp.org slash courageously living. And as we conclude our series of talks today, Bishop, our last goal was for families. Would you lead us in a prayer for all of our families and our young people, our students, that we will continue to go out and courageously live the gospel? I would be happy to. Let us pray. God, our Father, we thank you for the many blessings of our lives and We thank you for your presence in our lives. We ask your blessing today upon all in our diocese and upon our vision, courageously living the gospel, and upon all those whom we seek to serve. We pray that your Holy Spirit may guide us forward, that we may have the courage to courageously live the gospel that you have given us. And may the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit descend upon you and remain with you always. Amen. For more on the vision and goals of the diocese, visit dosb.org slash courageously living. To be strong and courageous Fear not the lies or the child